Greetings, corn bites. Let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we force our opinions into your ears. What we lack in education, we will make up for with rants, raves, and ramblings. I'm your host, Mixtape Majesty, and co-host, person, producer, Cordovatron. Beep, boop. Today, uh, not much of a structure in today's episode. It's been a while, and I've kind of gotten out of the habit of of uh, having structure and being an interesting person. Um, so we're just kind of going to shoot the shit about movies. Hell yeah. Enjoy. Well, it's been a while. I don't even remember. When did we... Was it January? Or was like was it right before January that we recorded our last episode? It was within the calendar year. I don't think we did one all of February. Uh, oh, definitely not February. Yeah, because yeah, after the new year, I was kind of playing catch up with like Oscar nominee movies. Yeah, and stuff exactly. Like that. Same. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen a ton of movies uh, since then. I couldn't even remember all of them. Um have you seen any new movies, sir? I've seen four. Four? Four, exactly four. What did you four. see? I saw... I can finally spoil these. Because <clears throat> mm-hmm. we don't talk outside of the uh, recording we about don't. movies. Yeah. Because why would we? Mm-mm. I saw... Um, in order. Uh, I saw Monuments Men, and I was so excited about the idea of it. Really? But only because of the actors. Mm. I love George Clooney as an actor. See, I love, I love George Clooney. I love Bill Murray. I love everyone in it, and for that reason, I wasn't excited. I was just like, no, what the... like that? It's like the butler status. There's like so many good actors, and it's like, what movie can you think of that has like this A-list cast of all these big names that actually ended up being good? I can't think of any. I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, but, and had, you know, Bill Murray and John mm-hmm. Goodman. Mm-hmm. I love John... I've realized after watching this movie, and that's really the only thing I took away from this, mm-hmm. John Goodman might be my favorite actor. Nice. When he showed up in Inside Lewin Davis, I was mm-hmm. so excited. <laughs> His run on Community is fucking yes, brilliant. So when he has a ponytail for no uh-huh. reason, I've been going through some stuff. That's so good. Yeah. And I just, like, in Oh Brother Where Art Thou, he's great. Like, he's my favorite actor, I've realized. Nice. And this Good movie, choice. like, I have a, a system, because, of course, I have a stupid system, much like my best of the year system. Mm-hmm. This one is based on faces that I put next to the movies. They go from blank face to chaotic, crazy face. Hmm. And this one has a blank face. It's a movie that after it was over, I realized I watched a movie. Two hours of my my day have been depleted with something that has gone (laughs) into my brain. I'm not mad about it. I'm not happy about it. This system is even less conducive to a a podcast format since you just have to describe a face to people. If you had a blog, which Mm -hmm. I would read... um, you could take pictures of your face and have you could have you could have like microscopic increments of different like there could be blank face and there could, there could be blank face with the mouth like one slightly. corner of your mouth slightly turned up. Yeah, that's that's what it looked like from from doing theater checks, uh, seeing little partial clips of it. It's like I like you, and this is boring. It's kind of boring. I don't know what I was expecting from it, but it's it's kind of what i thought it was gonna be but Mm. i want it to be something else and for like a world war ii nazi movie yeah it wasn't intense 
It wasn't. No, yeah. It seemed that's, like a weird jaunt that was happening around terrible shit. Exactly. That's that. I had a moment with that because um, we were showing that and fuck, I can't remember the other movie we were showing. We were showing um, that and like an, a more serious movie at the same time. And someone came up and was like, oh, I don't really feel like being brought down, which I so I probably shouldn't see Monuments Men. I guess I'll see the other one. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> See Monuments Men. It's a comedy, and they're like, "I thought it was about World War Two," and I was like, Haha. "Oh yeah." It wasn't funny either. Like there were really? parts that kind of made you smile, but it's like super like. Is this supposed to be like a dramedy, right? Drama it, comedy. It had its moments that kind of made you smile more than laugh. Like instead, it just like caused smirks, and it wasn't oh. like there'd be one person laughing. It was just kind of like a collective. Hmm. Hmm. These pleasant old men are being funny. <laughs> and like Bill Murray, of course, is the comic relief there. And just John Goodman is being John Goodman. But I also saw um, some other movies. I saw the Lego movie. Yes. After fighting it for the longest time. <laughs> is, I, there, is there anyone in particular that um, inspired you to go see it? Um, you. You text me that I have to see it. I have to take my girlfriend to go see it. Mm-hmm. And... On my show, uh, past guest Kyle Corbett wanted to do an entire blip cast about that movie. An entire episode. And Kitty Lee almost gives the cameras on the 22nd page of the movie. Okay. And I were like, no, we're not going to see the Lego movie. And we'd be like, <laughs> you have to see it. And I, and I heard enough podcasts like Douglas Movies and Nerdist. They were all talking mm-hmm. big things about it. So I was like, fine, let's go see it. Yeah, I wasn't planning to see it either. Uh, Detective Splinterbutt, my, uh, who you remember from Pacific Rim. Um, was the one who wanted to see it. And I was like, what? I'm not going to see the fucking Lego movie because I heard about it like a year ago. And like as soon as I heard about it, I was like, there's a Lego movie and Batman's going to be. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I was like, I was like enraged when I first heard that they were making it. Um, and the trailer, I was like, what? No. But I went with arms I folded. I was scowling at the screen <laughs> and it started with a song. And I was like, I'm so mad. This song's catchy though. And then slowly my my wall begin to crumble like in the wall mm-hmm. and i loved it so much i've wanted to go back and see it i just haven't uh, everything about it was good and and i enjoyed everything about it i actually saw the ending coming from like five minutes in oh yeah i don't know why but i totally did yeah and i still enjoyed it thoroughly. oh yeah like that never bugs me that's something that's a little off, off track but when people say that they're like oh 10 minutes in i knew it was gonna happen at the end that's not the point of a movie is to like not know what's gonna happen in the end it's about the acting and the, the way that they choose to tell a story because every story has already been told is how you choose to tell it mm-hmm. and the cinematography and the editing and the acting speaking of the acting chris pratt so good i love him he so much is great and what's funny is like all the voices except for will ferrell i had to like uh, listen for nick offerman was in it i had no idea until the end when you told me was <laughs> liam neeson he's right. my favorite he's probably my favorite i had no character. idea it was will arnett every once in a while i think of uh um good cop's voice and i just like smile to myself <laughs> <laughs> this good cop voice is so good job will arnett was in it as batman and his song. Yes. Have I you played his to it? his song on my show. <laughs> nice. In the middle of like a big metal chunk, I played that song. I bought the soundtrack for that song and for everything is awesome. I like the one of the credits by Tegan and Sarah with Lonely Island. Yeah, it's I think good. didn't they write it, Tegan and Sarah? I think so. And then they made a couple different versions of it for the for the movie. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it thoroughly and I still need to go back and see it again. What do you think? I'm guessing you enjoyed it. Yes, <laughs> okay. I've seen it three times. I would not mind seeing it a fourth time. Actually, the other day I was like, 
man, I really want to see it again. I was supposed to see it with a friend of mine. Uh, it didn't work out. And I realized like how much I had been looking forward to seeing it again <laughs> the fourth freaking time. Um, it's not too long, which helps. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's basically, you know, up there with Pixar where it's got adult jokes as opposed to just being a shitty kids movie. Mm-hmm. Like Frozen, I did see Frozen. I could probably watch it again. I don't particularly want to, even though I I really enjoyed it. Definitely not uh, bukkaking in my pants the way everyone else is over that movie. I'd say it's accurate. Okay, fine. Cordovatron made a uh, face at my description just now. Okay, yeah. I sure. guess, I don't know, maybe if it's contained in your pants, it's not considered bukkaking? That reminds me, do you... <laughs> what? I kind of want to go in the collective about talking what it is, but I don't want to, so no. What? No, I, that's what I'm about to do. Um, I thought that bukkake was only if it was on the face. I thought that like that was part of the definition. But the other day I heard someone make a reference to it where it was not on the face, but in fact on another part of the anatomy. What did I you think I always thought bukkake was a bunch of people doing that in one oh. location, regardless of where it was. I thought it was a bunch of people, a bunch of different like angles of something all happening at the same spot. Oh, see, I thought it was one person. It could be more than one. So to have a bukkake on your, the face. A bukkake in your pants implies in your that pants. people are stopping by and making a deposit in your pants and then going about their day. <laughs> uh, Classy. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what everyone's doing about Frozen, so that's accurate. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I know people that love it. One thing I kind of appreciate about it is most of the names aren't too familiar to me. Yeah, Which definitely. is something I... I respect in an animated movie because as much as I love the Lego movie, it kind of felt like just people being excited about certain stars. Pretty and yeah, pretty inundated with big names. And that's what animated movies have been for like the last half decade where there are voice actors that are just kind of being passed over unless doing smaller roles. For sure. Yeah, because like there's been a bunch of shitty, terrible movies like Freebird, that Thanksgiving one yeah. that had so many actors and comedians in it that I liked. But it oh jeez, I'm sorry, so I'm a turkey terrible. now. I'm a turkey. That's my own Wilson. Yeah, uh, I'm a turkey. I'm a free bird. Wait, one last note about Frozen. Frozies. The <laughs> the people in it. Um, Adina Menzel mm-hmm. was one of the voices, and she was um in Wicked, the Broadway musical, the original production of it. Right. She was. Elphaba in the <laughs> Wicked Broadway musical production, the original, which I freaking love. And she has a great voice. And yeah. I only know Let It Go from that movie because it plays at my employee location. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen it. That's right. Mm. She has Forgot. a good voice. I've listened to the soundtrack, too, mm-hmm. in a car with someone singing along to it. <laughs> way out of key. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> she admit, probably She admitted. <laughs> um, yeah. I also saw the Muppets Most Wanted movie. Oh, how's that? Not bad, actually. Oh, really? Um, the other Muppets movie that came out with Jason Segel, I don't like him. He's an I Love You Man. When I don't like him. When did that come out? It's 2009, 2010. I was not aware of that at all. Yeah, I, I kind of passed it over, too, because as much as I enjoyed the Muppets show growing up, I didn't watch any of the movies. I, I really liked all the other movies, but I wasn't aware of that one. Yeah, I, I watched it. It was good. It was better than I was expecting it to be. And then this one I enjoyed more, actually. Oh. I love Ricky Gervais. He is great. As a comedian and an actor. Mm-hmm. Even though I prefer stand-up and he's like really vulgar and kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But, uh <laughs> Tina Fey. Oh, really? I love Tina Fey. For those of you listening and not able to see Cordovatron, he has put his hand softly mm-hmm. over his mm-hmm. heart and tossed his head back slightly. So good. <laughs> I, like <laughs> That I, much, huh? I enjoy her... Um, in 
the idea of her like i i say she's a celebrity crush i enjoy her on 30 rock i enjoy that movie uh date night she did with steve carell i really like that movie mm. and i enjoyed her performance in it quite a bit and the whole movie's fun it's kind of it's really self-aware about how it's kind of like shit what do we do now we had a comeback with the last movie what's this movie gonna be mm. oh, we're making another movie i think i caught one of those jokes and i could tell that that's what they were going for is that like self-awareness where it's like haha they're aware but it felt like completely flat with me but it it struck struck the right note with you yeah for some reason <laughs> i just i was feeling it, i guess i enjoyed it more it's not like a movie i'd be like this is my movie's amazing i gave it a i'm right sure. i gave it a calm smiley face by the way calm smiley face. uh lego movie is the one that had the crazy uh, smiley face if you want to look at my system here yes please uh the second like face has uh different eyes it has one that's a line <laughs> eye one that has a massive pupil and it's making a d face <laughs> and then uh muppets has just a calm colon uh close parentheses smiling face it's calm it's kind of a creeper face too it's kind bit. of well like the I'm, face that i was you in don't a children's want. movie that's true it's kind of like when i saw um Clatter the chance of meatballs too. I was the only person in the theater, <laughs> so I didn't wear pants. That, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the kind of face. It's like I'm in a kids movie, not wearing mm-hmm. pants, alone. I wasn't alone for that one though. Why at the top of your paper does it say Prince underlined? Oh, um, okay, I'll talk about that now. Short pause. <laughs> uh, last weekend, I saw a movie star in real life. I saw the star of stage and screen, the star of Under Cherry Moon, what Purple Rain, and that's Graffiti a Bridge. <gasps> prince nelson whatever the hell his last name is <laughs> um yeah he played a show in oakland i saw it he made, played a bunch of songs from the purple rain soundtrack nice. so i'm tying it to movies that way and i'll say he starred in those three movies wait did he mostly play purple rain songs or uh he his good chunk of his main set was purple rain related he played oh. one two three four, i think four or five songs and purple rain which is what he ended his main set with and it was godlike and so fucking good did he have any props like doves or rain no, he had a lot of lights that he kept demanding be turned down. Oh. It was kind of weird. Anytime he wanted to like do a, uh, an R&B talk down at the audience, which happened a lot, actually. An R&B talk down? Yeah, it's a thing where like the slow part of a song would come up and an R&B singer would be like, I want to talk to the crowd. Turn the lights down. <laughs> and he gets all soulful and like honest. And he kept having, he kept like picking up women in the audience. He's like, you, this song's for you. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> It was so good though. Like <laughs> he's such a cartoon and just a madman, and I loved it. And <laughs> I, I'm so glad I actually went to that show. Awesome. But yeah, I saw. I I read uh, in the tabloids of Facebook that you had accidentally purchased tickets to it, and I was like, oh, good. Like I knowing what a fan you are of him, mm-hmm. I, I think it was something that needed to happen. For yes, sure. and it's something that's if I had money to blow a lot of. Then you buy blow, you mean do blow on. Yeah. I, if I used my cocaine money uh-huh. for concert tickets instead, I would have seen him Wednesday night when he played San Francisco. Also? Yes. In ad- additionally, in but, as well, also as well. But it was too. already a lot of money I spent on accident the first time. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I wrote that and I didn't decide. I just initially decided against talking about it, but since you saw it. And then the fourth movie I saw was the new Wes Anderson film, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. Which, when I said it come back to it, is a movie that's full of stars that I think worked. Mm. However, some of them are like barely in it. Mm. Like, not it's not going to spoil anything. Owen Wilson, screen time, minute. Mm. Bill Murray, inside of a minute. Aw. Yeah, um, he's barely in um, Darjeeling Limited, which I recently we watched. You've seen that one, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, he was in a good chunk of uh, Moonrise Kingdom, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's in, he's in, yeah. He's definitely buddies with Wes. But yeah, he'll like pop up, you know, for a second. 
Uh, there's a um, MC Chris thing that he posted recently where it's, you want a Ghostbusters 3? Have Wes Anderson direct it. <gasps> yes! <laughs> yes! Um, and I, I've, I don't know if I've ever been on the record for it, but I've said that of all the Wes Anderson movies, that Moonrise Kingdom is probably my favorite. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. It's just weird because I usually don't care about movies about kids. Being yeah, like, or romance. Yeah. I, I really like that movie. Mm. And this is probably a close second, actually. Oh, cool. It's not what I thought it was going to be. The trailer just made it seem like a cute Wes Anderson movie with all these celebrities that you like that are in all his movies. I didn't expect murder. Murder. Do you know the plot of it? The hotel? The whole movie. No. I don't want to. It's okay. okay. Yeah. But I'm going to see it after this momentarily. Yeah. I went in blind and I really enjoyed it. I, lo- I love going in blind. However, I had a long day before that. Mm-hmm. Went in kind of sleepy. I nodded heard that off, you nodded off several times. Nodded off a couple times in the beginning. It was all over the tabloids. Yeah. <laughs> all them tabs. Um, yeah. I nodded West off a couple times. And um, I, once I was like, got into it and was chewing gum, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But Wes Anderson movies are not fast paced. No. And like. Well, the dialogue can be pretty fast paced sometimes. Like there's stuff that you won't catch until you rewatch it. Like I, I noticed that I've seen Darjeeling Limited probably like five times. And mm-hmm. There's lines that I haven't caught until like the third viewing because they talk so quickly. And, and so you're, you're going along with them, but you're going along with them as if you're having a conversation with someone and you don't catch like that. That was there was actually a lot of thought put into this tiny line that's just like sandwiched between other lines. But yeah so to some degree he's a little fast-paced but and i I'm maybe one, not with the story advancement yeah the the, the f- begins a little slow and like really i nod off a couple times in like the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. so it didn't really affect the rest of the movie but i want to know uh, god i don't know if i should talk about it because i want to see if you notice it too next episode okay do you know what i said at all no i didn't hear that it, listeners if you understood what i said that's weird I don't understand why that, that was. That had to be a choice. Okay. Um. So, and I really it's not enjoyed a choice. That. They were born that way. That has a colon D face. So, of the four movies, it's probably the one I enjoyed the second most. Cool. With Lego Movie trumping it. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Mixtape. What have you put in your eye holes? I have put many things into them. Um. Via projection or bukake. Uh. Projekake of, of movies, not of. Um, I think that instant gratification and consumerism um, and the entertainment culture has gotten to a point where momentarily in our future we probably will have uh, instead of digital projectors some kind of giant robot with a giant robot dick that will bukake films onto your face and you get to see like 10 10 maybe 20 movies all at once when they again my belief movie what, sperms go into your eyes my belief what bukake was was that it'd be from more than one source oh so it'd be like 10 little robots all shooting maybe 10 movies who knows hmm. or it's like if you go into a multiplex but the multiplex is you pay like five dollars you sit in the middle and they all just movie on your face <laughs> that i could actually see happening um, so anyway, <laughs> I <laughs> have seen, uh, many movies and I couldn't even remember all of them. I've been watching a lot of movies on Netflix. I've been having dates with myself, um, just getting back in touch with being alone, which is terrifying. I mean, awesome. How have um, those dates gone? You great. Lucky, yeah? <laughs> oh yeah. All I mean, right. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's part of why a date with yourself is the best date. Bro five. You know, she's going to put out, 
Um, I hate that I said that. So on Netflix, I watched I watched several bits and pieces of movies that like I couldn't keep watching. One of them was a uh, Japanese movie. It was a Japanese director, and it was mostly in Japanese, but it was sort of like an American Japanese movie. Like it was directed, or it was intended, I think, for American audiences. Um, but David Bowie was in it, and it was called Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, and it seemed pretty good, but it expired on Netflix. And so I didn't get to finish it, which uh-huh. is a really good story. But um, yeah, that was one of several movies that I started watching and didn't really finish, including um, a comedy called Year of the Dog. That's what it was called, right? Year yeah. of the Dog uh, with Molly Shannon. I didn't finish that one either. Um, just really underwhelming. Um, just just very strange and very like nothing about it surprised me it was just like every moment was so formulaic and and kind of like gross what sort of movie is it uh i guess a dramedy like a it it wanted to be an indie comedy like it really really wanted to be an indie comedy but it just didn't have any like heart to it or anything at all because molly shannon is of the age of snl that i adore because everyone who has who liked SNL at any point, mm-hmm. they're all, always of the thought that it used to be better. Ah. So for me, when it used to be better was this period. It was Will Ferrell. It was Molly Shannon. It was Tim Meadows. It was that era. And I only enjoyed Molly Shannon's comedic performances when she's doing a big character. So her movie, uh, Superstar, mm-hmm. I really liked. She doesn't... Which she's normal. I don't know if I... Yeah, no, no, no. She doesn't really have a character. Her character is just like, uh, she's obsessed with her dog whose name is pencil which i did love that his name was pencil i like that a lot <laughs> the i did love the first scene where it's just like the dog frolicking and, and she's just like pencil come on pencil and i was like ah, i'm gonna like this but then so i had a positive attitude going in but yeah it just didn't have any heart like nothing stood out it just kind of plotted on and i stopped watching but it did make me realize that i have a crush on peter sarsgaard which uh it's sort of embarrassing or or a weird crush i guess my friend asked me the other day what celebrity crush do i have that is embarrassing or like that i don't like to admit and there's not really any like i have a lot of weird ones like h john benjamin um that was curious yeah is it his voice you know he looks like i know what he looks like okay um but yeah i mean it started with his voice and then i saw him and that uh, that that helped but it's like they do have to be together right so like i would just like see him walking down the street you don't, don't look know. at Archer and you're I, like, oh, gee whiz, Archer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think if I talk to him, if I saw him walking down the street, I might be like, that guy has striking eyes because he does. Um, but I think if I talk to him, then yeah, it's, it's the voice and the, and just the overall package. Then Bukaki in your pants. <laughs> and that. But yeah, and then I watched Year of the Dog and I also watched Robot and Frank in which Peter Sarsgaard does the voice of the robot. Um and I didn't realize that until I, I watched You're the Dog partially and then I watched all of Robot and Frank and then realized that they had a they had the same actor and I was like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. weird. By the way, I have a crush on that guy. And it's kind of a weird crush. Do you know what he looks like? No, I'm I've been wanting to look it up as you talked about him. I will Okay, you should Google him. Um and then I realized I texted my friend, I was like, Peter Sarsgaard and he was like, All right, that's not that weird because he immediately knew that that's what I meant. But yeah, I would say I'm slightly embarrassed to admit that. I don't really have as much embarrassment in general as I should, though, especially when it comes to crushes. I don't really care. That is embarrassing. 
Uh, Cordovatron has <laughs> brought up a terrifying picture of. Yeah, I don't. I don't subject. know of him from anything. Like every time I see him with a beard, he looks familiar. But he looks like a comic I know. <laughs> I only move of his I know from his Wikipedia page is a movie called Lovelace, and that's in my um, my Netflix queue, and that's a biopic or biopic about Linda Lovelace, who's a porn star who was oh. in the movie Deep Throat. Does he play Linda? I no. I hope so. Amanda Seyfried does. She played familiar. the blonde woman in Les Mis. Oh, and I adored her vo- her voice. Yeah, um, um, Eponine, right? No, she's not Eponine. She's oh my god, what's wrong with me? Stars of the sea. Cosette. Um, yes, she plays Cosette. absolutely. And yes. she's also in that like horrible looking Western comedy that's coming out. Yep, that she is. also has Neil Patrick Harris in it. Anyway, really, she's deep throat. Yeah, she's deep throat. Yeah. and I'm 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 curious about it. It's not like I'm like, oh, this is going to be hot or anything. It's like, <laughs> oh, I know. I, I like Amanda Seyfried as an actress, and mm-hmm. the story might be interesting. It's probably going to be dark and horrible because yeah. it's 70s porn. So, yeah. Anyway. We all know about that. Yep. And so I don't know anything he's been in. Well, I know of these, but I haven't seen him. Green Lantern nerd. Yeah. And then the other movie I saw was Robot and Frank and I actually did watch all of that. It wasn't as great as I thought it was gonna be, but uh-huh. it was it was a smile it was like a smile. The whole way through it was like a smile. Okay. Um It's also in my queue. Yeah. It has a robot in it, which That's is a major plus. Board. Peter Sarsgaard is the voice of the robot, major plus. An old the, man, I'm one of those. The old man actor, uh was actually a really good actor. He it took me a while to warm up to him. I didn't like him at the beginning at all. Um But yeah, it's a fun story. He's like a he's a retired thief do they call him like a cat thief or something or something cat burglar cat burglar there you go (laughs) cat thief that sounds wrong which is an old-timey phrase for for a thief yes (laughs) um and then his son gives him a robot to take care of him because his son is doesn't want to take care of him anymore because he's kind of an asshole but yeah it was it was good it was good fun i also watched blue is the warmest color on netflix have you heard of that i have no idea what that is it's a french lesbian drama it's like three hours long and it's rated nc-17 i've heard of this because of that part yeah so it's gotten a lot of attention um for that because it's got these like crazy sex scenes um aren't they non-simulated as well they're real okay um and i obviously i wasn't particularly i was i was kind of curious about that but i wasn't like yeah but Mm. i but people were saying that it was like this amazing romance and it was like really complex and i'm normally am not a fan of romance movies at all Mm -hmm. but gay romance is a little bit more interesting to me because i feel like hetero romance movies tend to be so formulaic and they're usually all the same i will be interested if it's not formulaic but they just tend to be and if they're gay then they tend to not veer towards the formulas so much so i was like that could be actually interesting and it's supposed to be like really amazing and it's french and i like french (laughs) and um so i was really excited um really really disappointed oh yeah um it's i think three hours long I think it's just over three hours. It might have been two hours, but it might have felt longer. But I think it's three hours long. Uh, and it's just a girl in high school who happens to be French. Like, it's very typical, like, high school shit. She uh, goes home to her family and eats dinner every night. Like, literally, they show that every night. She's going home and eating dinner with her family, and it's really mm. boring. Um, 
and she dates a guy but she's not really into him and she breaks up with him and he's really upset about it and she has friends and then she's kind of curious and she goes out dancing with friends and she ends up seeing this girl and she gets a crush on her and then they have crazy lesbian sex for like two hours but in between there's other little scenes in between the sex but there's a lot of sex um and just really graphic long yeah sex and i thought like maybe i would find it interesting because it's not like i'm opposed to that but i was just really like okay like because there's no chemistry if there's no chemistry like when there's two characters you really care about who have a chemistry when it gets to that sex scene then you're kind of like yeah but there wasn't really any chemistry they didn't really talk that much it's like they kind of met and i'm pretty sure the girl is 15 and i think the other girl is like 24 and they kind of met and they were just like, huh, you're cute. And they just like start doing it. And then there's like a scene in between and then they do it again. And it's just like, there was no build up for me. Like no thing, nothing where I was like, oh yeah, they should totally do it. I don't know. Um, and then they break up and you, do you care about spoilers? Not really. Listeners, spoilers. Then they break up and uh, 15, the younger girl cheats on her with a dude and they break up and then uh like some time passes and and first girl becomes a kindergarten teacher and it's really boring and there's all these scenes with kids that were really boring and it's like oh look like she's a teacher and she's really cute with kids isn't it cute and i was super bored by that and i fast forwarded <laughs> <laughs> um and then the, like the last scene of the movie uh her older girlfriend was an artist and the last scene is just the the main character goes to her ex-girlfriend's art exhibit and her ex-girlfriend is super super successful and then the main character is like super bummed out about it and she like walks away sad that's the ending of the movie question yes when she cheats on her with the guy is it as graphic with they don't show it at all oh okay that's what i was wondering she just keeps like disappearing at night and then like he drops her off and like finally one night she's like who was that and the girl's like, I was my coworker, a girl coworker, a female coworker. And she's like, Why are you saying that it's a girl? And it's like, I saw you. And yeah. Okay. Only in French. Oui, oui. So yeah, I was really disappointed because it was supposed to be, it's gotten all these fucking awards and it's just supposed to be like this amazing romance story and not just because it's lesbians and not because, not just because of all the sex scenes. Like, that's what people are saying. And uh, I was totally like on board to, to join that ship, but nope. Um, and then out of curiosity, I went to Rotten Tomatoes because it has like a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So out of curiosity, I went there and um, tabulated, calculated uh, how many of the positive reviews were dudes. And I think, it, I don't remember the exact percentage, but let's just go ahead and say 95%. Sure. <laughs> and then um, there weren't very many negative reviews, reviews at all. I want to say there was like 17 negative reviews out of all of the just over 100 reviews, I think. Um, but most of them were women. Okay. Uh, which can sort of sound like, well, you know, obviously the guys want to watch, the girls are going to be like less receptive to it or whatever, but I don't think that's what it is. I think that the guys are maybe a little biased because the sex scenes are pretty intense, (laughs) but, um, unfortunately it didn't do it for me. I want you to look at this movie called Short Bus. Okay. It's this movie mostly famous because of its graphic sex scenes and stuff like that. Are they gay? There are some gay ones. Mm. There are oh, some of all kinds. Oh. And I w- I'm not, it's not so much I want no to watch the movie. No. Good. 
I mean, maybe watch the movie. I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of like, eh, when I got out, when it was ended, because it seemed like it was just sort of a way to show these different sex scenes. <laughs> it didn't seem like a way to, A like, vessel. Yeah, it just felt, felt like a vessel to be controversial. Yeah, exactly. But I'm curious about the reviews on them. Ah. So that's what I'm curious. I want to know if there's like a ton of male reviews that are like, yeah, the part with the dude's penis. <laughs> Best. Yeah. Yeah, in the end, that's what I felt about it. I felt like it was such a big deal because there's never been a movie out in like, because I think it was in this town, like even this college town of white people. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think a movie hasn't been released on this scale that had such graphic gay sex scenes in America. I'm sure it had, I'm sure there has been in Europe, but maybe not. I know that there was protests about this movie, people saying that it shouldn't be seen because homosexuality is a sin, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's a major part of why people are so like, no, it's really good. And, but yeah, it was pretty underwhelming. I can think of one movie. Hmm. It's this movie called Nine Songs. Oh. Uh, it's a pretty short movie. And the reason I first came attracted to it is it's a love story told about these two people and their relationship over nine songs. And oh. Cool. They go to all these concerts and they see the bands play. Like Franz Ferdinand's Aww. in it and there's all these other things. That sounds really cute. While one of the characters is being relocated through his job to go to Antarctica and kind of how they're dealing with it. But in that movie, there's unsimulated graphic sex scenes, hmm. which don't really seem necessary because it winds up kind of hurting <laughs> the movie because I was oh. so into the actual story of it, like uh -huh. the idea of it, the one I actually saw it and it's like everything about a dude and a girl like penetration <laughs> finishing wow. everything and it's a mainstream movie that mm -hmm. ruined the woman's career oh like since then she went from being in movies to like do you remember her name her name is margot stilly oh. and there was a lot of controversy revolving the film and it got an x rating in some places but hmm. since then she's done some tv i believe yeah her filmographies in 2011 on something called the top uh tv series but yeah Man. and but, i'm sure that's depressing because uh, it's like such a double standard because i'm sure the dude still has a career and i think even if he doesn't like i don't think that would ever ruin a, a male actor's career quite the same way it's like they lose respect for a woman who will do graphic i don't know i could be talking about he, it but in 2013, the male character named Kieran O'Brien, can you say that? Is that Kieran? Kieran, yeah. Uh, has joined a touring Kieran. UK stage production of The Full Monty. I don't know what that is, but The Full like a Monty is a story about a, a penis. A bunch of like f frumpy dudes that form an all male stripping review, yes. Huh. So, <laughs> there you go. Interesting. But yeah, the nine songs are like Black Metal or Black Rebel, Motorcycle Club, Franz Ferdinand, Elbow, Primal Scream, some pretty decent like kind of indie-ish bands. Anyway, yeah, that, I mean that sounds like a really cute romance story where graphic long sex scenes wouldn't be necessary. And one's being a short movie. I think it's eighty minutes long, if oh. that. But most of it is just porn. Huh. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I'm not against sex scenes, but I. I guess I'm really into cinematic foreplay where I want there to be like sexual tension. Like X-Files, if they released a porn of Mulder and Scully, <laughs> I'd be all over that because of the tension that's built up through the whole, throughout the whole thing. There's got to be like some like build up in chemistry for me because I don't want you to just throw it in my face because if I wanted to go watch porn, I'd go watch porn. I, I don't know. I just I'm not into 
too much i think similar to violence less is usually more like they can kind of lead up to it and give you just like some like sexy sensual details and like some silhouettes and and like lingering looks and stuff or like with violence a lot of times when that um i think one of the most impactful suicide scenes i've ever seen uh in american beauty when or no it's not suicide in american beauty when um kevin spacey when oh god i don't remember the actor's name but when kevin spacey gets shot you don't actually see it you just see his face and then the camera slowly pans and you see the gun and it slowly pans away from the gun and then you hear the the bullet right you hear, you hear it go off and that's if you had actually seen it happen i don't think it would have been as impactful i don't really know why that is but to me if you don't see it but you know what's happening it actually you feel it more and i i feel the same way about sex scenes so i feel like it's just to throw it all in your face is just not as uh meaningful i don't know agreed derailed your movie list pretty well right there yeah <laughs> what else have you seen um <laughs> Let's see. Um, I saw The Wind Rises, Hayao Miyazaki's latest film. He um, it was supposed to be his last film. He said he was going to retire after it, and then like after they put it all together, he was like, eh, "You know, I don't think I will retire," which I'm cool with. Yeah, I don't understand why people in artistic pursuits say they're going to retire. Yeah, I don't because if you're truly artistic, do you really stop? I don't know. I mean, it could always be like a family reason. Maybe he was like, "I'm going to devote time to family," and then they were like, "No, go back to work," or I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, it was all right. It was st- anything from Studio Ghibli is always gorgeous and amazing, and it looked great. Um, I was actually, I did, I only saw the English dub version. I still want to rewatch it with the subtitles because I just tend to find myself more invested in in the the subtitle ones. Everything from Studio Ghibli, because I think the if the dialogue. I mean, a, a movie is like a painting where everything kind of has to be in the right place or it's a different painting. And, I, and that's how I feel about subbing and dubbing. I'd really, really rather see the subtitles and see it the way the movie was written um, and hear the original actors that were specifically cast. Because it's not like they're just like, you speak, you do this character. They specifically choose these people, you know, the original Japanese actors for it. And they specifically choose the English ones too, but they come from a different culture and then... Side note on that, mm-hmm. I've something I've never really liked about uh, Studio Ghibli American dubs, mm-hmm. they get pretty big actors to do the voices, yeah. and I feel like it's kind of trying to bring people into this oh, weird, this weird Japanese thing they don't know about. It this is. has John C. Riley come listen. I don't know if he's honestly a name, but I know. Can't pull a name anyway. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in this one, and uh, Werner Herzog is actually in it, which was awesome. So good. <laughs> he's like this. This is. The giant raccoon with <laughs> massive balls. <laughs> it is trying to destroy humanity. <laughs> was that actually Studio Ghibli? Um, yeah, wasn't was it? Was that called? Po- what was that called? Ponpoco. Ponpoco, yeah. Which is the sound of, that happens when you hit a raccoon's balls. Yeah, that's that was Studio Ghibli. <laughs> Ponpoco. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're nerds, like, isn't it? But yeah, that's what they do, and it makes sense because they're trying to pull a crowd, but. Um, and they did all they all did a good job. Joseph Gordon Levitt did actually a really good job. He's really a really good voice actor. It's not just because I have a crush on him. Mm-hmm. But that said, even though I thought he did a good job, I would much, much rather hear the original Japanese actor. Um, but it wasn't a fun, cute movie. We had people walk out of it because they were expecting Ponyo or some you know, they take their like little children to see it and it's actually about 
It's a, I think it's a true story about a, an aeronautical engineer in World War II who helped develop the, um, the Japanese air fighters that probably ended up bombing Pearl Harbor. Um, I know it's tied to World War II somehow. Yeah, because um, apparently this this was interesting to me. Before World War II, Jap- Japan was super behind the rest of the world technologically because uh, they were in this huge depression. That's like what the movie's about. They're in this huge depression and they were way behind the world technologically and they were really depressed about it and like, man, when are we going to catch up with the rest of the world? They're all using metal and we're still using wood for everything. And um, and yeah, they were just like super poor and super sad. Um, and he was one of the guys, I, I think who helped uh, turn it around because he designed these amazing, amazing ahead of their time planes for them. And they started using metal by uh, hanging around with the Germans. One of them who's played by Werner Herzog. Um, he plays a Nazi? <laughs> no, he's not a Nazi. He's a German in the 40s who's developing yeah. World War II military equipment. And hanging out with Japanese. I know, but if I'm pretty sure he's not a Nazi. <laughs> No, I think he may actually explicitly say something in it where he's not one of I them, but not, I don't know. I'm Nazi. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it was kind of kind of flatline, and then too long for what it was. I think it was over two hours. Um, yeah, it was beautiful and well acted, and just didn't really ever make me like genuinely laugh or genuinely smile. He just shouldn't do movies about planes. Do you remember the pig one? Pocoroso, yeah, that one wasn't very like good either. One. Yeah, I think he's just, yeah, kind of into planes and he has a weakness for that that doesn't necessarily translate to the rest of the world. Um, yeah. So I saw that and I saw Frozen as we discussed earlier. I did like it. I'm not, the more people shit their pants about it, the less, the, the less I want to say that I like it because I don't want to sound like I'm in that group of pants shitters because it's not that fucking good. It's just good. It's a musical. It's 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 not Disney, but it's basically a Disney musical. Mm-hmm. Like before they got went from like kind of shitty to like supremely shitty. Uh, they're catchy Broadway level songs. Um, they have it has two female lead characters, which is nice. That's good. And people are going nuts because they say that they're strong female characters. They're not really strong um they don't have strong personalities they don't i mean and by strong personalities i mean they don't have that many personality traits um like i read a review that that pointed out that i didn't really think of this until i read it but the the main character her like main personality trait is kind of just being clumsy because it makes her because it makes her endearing mm-hmm. and then when they pointed that out i was like oh yeah huh that doesn't really make her a strong female character she's just clumsy instead of like graceful and feminine or whatever um but that said they weren't still not um i think your typical female characters uh and i did like that the message at the end of the movie is more about family love than romantic love there, or that message is present rather but in the end it does end up being about romance again mm-hmm. um but i liked it you know what's crazy about that movie what and i only know this because i was looking at showtimes for the muppets for friday i looked at this wednesday mm-hmm. it was in theaters in town november the day after it came out on dvd wait what it came oh, out on yeah. dvd tuesday it was still playing in town at the yeah. theater yeah I know. That's well, it's crazy. At, it's at my theater now because it just moved. 
but Wednesday is the last day. I know. It came out in November. It came out like right after Thanksgiving, But I it's think. on digital versatile disc. You can buy it in uh-huh. your homes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's a musical. And they released a special sing-along version. They should really it. let it go. <laughs> nailed it! Uh, <laughs> did you, though? I think you just nailed your coffin. I hurt my leg. Does that matter? <laughs> I nailed my leg. Oh. And then Lego Movie, which we discussed, which I fucking love. Um, I don't know if I'll buy it. I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah. What? I could totally watch that again. Lego Movie. Yep. Uh, Liam Neeson, so good. Batman, so good. Chris Pratt, so good. He's so lovable and amazing. Um, I'm just like thinking about scenes from it and smiling. <laughs> I really need to see it again. <laughs> yeah, before it goes. Um, I also saw Nonstop. Have you seen trailers for that at all? Is that a train movie? I don't know. No. <laughs> it's a... Well, actually, there's a movie called Unstoppable about a train. Uh, so I'm not that far off. It's actually about a plane. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> it's a suspense. Uh, uh, not, I wouldn't, I want to say thriller, but it's not like scary. But yeah, it's a suspense, suspense action film with Liam Neeson that I actually ended up quite enjoying. It's just everything you want from an action movie. It's fairly predictable. I didn't know who the... The whole movie, you kind of don't know who the villains are, and I didn't figure it out. Um, but it's one of those movies where you're like, it could be any of these people because it's on a plane. The whole movie is on a plane, which uh, while I was watching it, I was thinking, wow, they must have like really saved on their budget because the whole thing takes place in this one Bottle set, episode, bottle basically. episode. <laughs> yes, the whole, it's a bottle episode, this movie, um, but it was enjoyable. Not too long either. It didn't go on too long, and it pretty fast-paced, and I love Liam Neeson, as I discovered, yeah. although... Yeah, I think right after it, I realized <laughs> because he plays good cop, bad cop in Lego movie. And <laughs> every time he talked, I kept seeing his Lego character. <laughs> and it made me realize I must I haven't seen Liam Neeson in anything else, have I? Batman and I was like, That's really sad. Yeah. And then I went out to dinner with some friends and I said that and they were like, they tried to edge away from me and, and ditch me and make me pay for everything because they were so embarrassed to be seen with me. But then they listed a bunch of of Liam Neeson movies and 60% of them what they said I hadn't seen and the other I had so I was like oh okay I have seen him and stuff but I mainly remember <laughs> Good Cop Bad Cop I know of him in Batman Begins I've seen him in Batman Begins uh-huh. I know of him in Taken and Taken 2 mm-hmm. people are saying that non is similar to Taken but I wouldn't know because I haven't seen it and Lego movie that's all I know oh, okay I know I, that's what I that's the thing is like people said it and I was like oh yeah that was him I'm like oh yeah that was him oh yeah that was him so it's he's like the kind of guy who just like kind of slips is he out, that guy is, he's a ah, he's, he's that seems like guy. He's, except he's a that guy who stars and stuff but yeah. before Batman Begins maybe he was a that guy mm, I know I feel like he's pretty big okay I don't know maybe I think maybe he's a oh that guy to me and you okay. to people in their early to mid 20s um spoiler what? Uh, oh, I see. <laughs> uh, but I think to people who are like three years older than us, he's not an oh that guy. He's Liam fucking Neeson. Right. Okay. So I think it might be a little bit of a, a little bit of an age gap or something. Middle name fucking is that Irish? Anyway, I really enjoyed it. I would maybe recommend seeing you seeing it if you Not like so? suspense movies. Okay. Yeah. If you like suspense action movies at all, and it's short, so it's not like you're in there for like two and a half hours. That's, if it's like two and a half hours, it's too much suspense. Yeah. Exactly. Um. I think that's all. I know I watch more things, but I can't remember. I know I rewatched Special, which is an awesome indie movie about a guy who <clears throat> takes part in a drug trial and he ends up developing 
superpowers from it Mm -hmm. like flying and going through walls and stuff only it turns out he's not really developing those things so when he thinks he's running through a wall he's actually running into the wall and then falling collapsing for a little while but he thinks that he's really doing it interesting and then so he goes to like fight bad guys and stuff it's really it's really cool it's really uniquely executed um and it doesn't have any like big names in it or anything which i enjoy it's called what super special special Mm because there's a movie called super that's why i got lost sorry there is a movie called super have you seen that? No. Well, actually, I think I have. Dwight Shoot and Ellen Page. No, but I think it's on my queue, and I think people have recommended it to me. It's all right. It's Doug all right. Benson loved it. I wasn't so on board with it. Mm. It's pretty cool. Um, and I rewatched Darjeeling Limited, which is still amazing, as mentioned before. You and that. that's all I can think of. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Cool. Quite a bit. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all for this episode. Sorry, it's not like more specific or anything. Um, I think next time I'm going to have a, after I go see the Budapest Hotel right now, like right now, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to interview uh, a big Wes Anderson fan about it. Um, and then I still need to have my very talented friend uh, come on and do her impressions of movies. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> So that's hopefully a future episode. My subscription or prescription, I don't know. My thing that I, I paid for like a year thing of podcasts and it's almost up. So um, Has it been at a year? some point, almost, yeah. Wow. At some point, it's going to be the last episode. And with the way our schedules have been, it might come suddenly. So I'm just going to pretend like, well, thanks for listening. Oh, wow. That just <laughs> got real be, and sad. <laughs> this could be the last one. You never know. But hopefully not. We'll, we'll try. We'll try, guys. But until then, bring your own popcorn. Hello, Corn Bites. It's been a while. Let us, what's wrong? Nothing. I just was trying not to laugh at Corn Bites. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe my voice was really startling. Okay. Three, two, one. Action. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Corn Bites, Corn Bites, Corn Bites, Corn Bites, Corn Bites. 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 What was that? Swedish chef. <laughs> nice. Can you just talk as Swedish chef the whole show? Did you see Monument? Oh, you did see. Oh, yeah. spoilers. Um, <laughs> corn bites. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. I don't even think that's it's that funny, but knowing that you think it's funny is making me laugh. <laughs> no, I was gonna say the tenth episode, but no, it's like the fourteenth. <laughs> yeah, we're. I don't know where that came. We from. might be like fifteen or something it's now. About I honestly don't know. That's like old for a dog. Yeah, that's a, that's an old gross dog. <laughs> Dog, you don't really want a pet, but you're kind of impressed that it's of its longevity. <laughs> Good for you, puddles. Being Dog fifteen. Abuse. Hey there, hi there, ho there! Welcome to the popcorn show. I saw the movies. What's your movies you see? You like pudding pops? <laughs> do you like the popcorn with the movie films? I do. I brought my own. That's the show. <laughs> My favorite thing to do, you know the nacho cheese? I like to take the popcorn and dip in the nacho cheese. Ew, it's so gross. It gets all soggy and you have to eat it with a spoon and you feel like a disgusting human I don't being. leave it in there. I don't make I don't make like cereal. You eat it so fast before it gets soggy? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs>
a catbox production.